Welcome to New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, where we envision to build a biblical community of loving believers, which have a personal relationship with God and each other, modeling the pattern of lifestyle of Jesus Christ. Join us now as we prepare our hearts and minds to hear and receive the Word of God from the man of God, Senior Pastor Rev. Nathaniel Wood. My brothers and my sisters, the Apostle Paul, Peter, excuse me, wrote this letter to provide hope and encouragement to believers who were scattered throughout the Roman provinces, believers who were facing difficult times as, their, as the result of their faith and belief in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Biblical history tells us that one of the reasons for the difficult times that the believers in Christ were facing came as the result of the Roman emperor named Nero who blamed the Christians for setting the city of Rome on fire in 64 AD. Many biblical historians believe and suspect that it was Emperor Nero himself who was responsible for setting the city on fire in order to fulfill his incredible lust to build. And because he wanted to build a new Rome, he blamed the fire on the Christians. He said the Christians, those believers in Jesus, are the ones who set the city on fire. In other words, he used the Christians as his scapegoat. So, Peter, in order to encourage these persecuted believers, in order to help them to endure their current season of suffering, and to help prepare them for the increasing persecution that was to come. Peter wrote them this letter to teach them how to live victoriously and maintain their hope in Christ Jesus their Lord. Peter, in the first four opening verses of his first letter identifies for those he is writing to some reasons why they can still praise God even in the midst of experiencing or going through difficult times. 
What Peter shared with his readers is still applicable to us who are living in these days. We who are believers in Christ Jesus can still praise God no matter what troubles, trials, or difficulties that we right now are going through. That's some good news for somebody. Let, let it see what reasons Peter gives the believers that should cause them and us to praise God even during difficult times. Peter, Peter opens his letter by saying in verses 1 and 2, he says, To God's elect, exiles scattered throughout Pontus and Galatia and Cappadocia and Asia and Bithynia, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood grace and peace be yours in abundance. If we examine these two verses we find that Peter uses two words that speak to the first reason why we as believers can praise God during difficult times. In verse 1, you still have your Bibles open? In verse 1, Peter uses the word elect. And in verse 2, he uses the word chosen. Is that what your Bible tells you? So Peter tells the believers that he is writing to, and he's even speaking to us who are present in the sanctuary, who may be watching or listening today, that one of the reasons that we can always praise God during difficult times is because, think about this, he elected us and he chose us. Lord, y'all missed it. Peter says, look, I know y'all going through some difficult times but just remember that God elected you and he chose you. Look, humor me. Lean to your neighbor and say, God chose me. Now turn to the other neighbor and say, he elected me. Now, what makes God's choosing us interesting is when 
he chose us. Yeah, you're chosen. You've been elected by God. When, Pastor Wood, did God choose and elect me? Well, the Apostle Paul sheds light on God choosing us and electing us in his letter to the believers at Ephesus or the book of Ephesians. Chapter 1. Verses 3 and 4. Listen what Paul writes. Somebody ought to get ready to shout. Paul says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realm with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Did y'all hear that? And then he goes on and says, For he chose us in him before, somebody say before, the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight in love. Lord, have mercy. Did y'all hear when God elected and chose us, listen, before God said, let there be anything on the face of the earth, God had already elected us and chosen us in him. My Lord, have mercy. What did God choose us for? I'm glad you want to know. He chose us according to the apostle Paul, first of all, to be in him. That is what we call being saved or salvation. In other words, the almighty, sovereign God chose us in him before the creation of the world. Paul further says that he chose us to be holy and blameless. Somebody will say praise God. Look, even though God foreknew that we would sin against him, he still chose us. He still elected us to be recipients of his holy nature. And in his sight, oh man. He saves us as righteous, blameless, guiltless. In other words, Lord have mercy. God chose not to hold our sins 
against us. Even though we were guilty of committing sin. Why did God do this for us? <laughs> Paul tells us that God did this for us solely based upon his love. Songwriter said, I don't know why Jesus loved me. And I sure don't know why he cares so much. But I'm glad. <laughs> Anybody here glad that the love of God chose you, kept you? Lord, have mercy. God loved you and I even before he created the world. And I'm here to tell you that's some news that's worthy of a shout of praise to our God. And check this out. Peter tells us that the complete trinity or the triunity of the Godhead was involved in bringing about the process of us being chosen. <laughs> we're, we're pastor, we're to say that. Peter tells us that we have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through the blood of Jesus Christ. Somebody say, that's the Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit was involved in our being chosen before the foundation of the world. Peter opens his letter by letting the believers know that even though they were going through difficult times, that they can praise God for the fact that they have been chosen by God for salvation. And you and I today can celebrate and praise God that he chose us. We need to thank him for his love and grace in choosing us in him. And you know what? Not now one of us. That's what my grandma would say. Not there, one of you, one of us, have lived a life worthy of God's choosing us to be saved. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So those of us 
who are believers have a reason to praise and thank God even in our difficult times that he chose us. Uh. Okay. Can I give you a little bit more? Peter not only tells us that we can praise God for choosing us in him, he also tells us that another reason that we can praise God even in difficult times is because God has given us a new birth into a living hope. That's, it's, it's right there in the text. Right there in the text. God has given us a new birth into a living hope. Verse 3, Peter writes, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Is that what your book says? Look, the word hope is defined as confident expectation that is well grounded. Let, let me give you that definition of hope again. Hope is a confident expectation that is well grounded. Peter tells the believers then and now that in the midst of persecution and suffering for the cause of Christ, we need to remember that God in his great mercy has given to us an anchor. Somebody say an anchor. What is this anchor called? It's called living hope. Which is confident expectation that will sustain us while we're going through our difficult times. Oh, man. In Hebrews chapter 6, verse 17 through 19, we find these words written concerning the living hope given to those of us who are believers. Can I read it for you? Hebrews chapter 6, verse 17 to 19 says, because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised. He confirmed it. Somebody say confirmed it. He confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that 
by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie. We who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. Listen, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul. Firm and secure. Somebody say, I have hope that is firm and secure. What is the living hope that is given to the believer? It is the confident expectation that when this life is over, just as Jesus was raised from the dead, we too will be raised and gathered together with the Lord in the air. Oh, Lord. Our living hope is that this world is not our home, but that God has prepared a place for us in heaven where we will eternally be with him in glory. You see, my brothers and sisters, before we came to know God, listen, we were without hope because we were separated from God who is and gives living hope. What do you mean we were separated from God? It was the sin of Adam and Eve that caused all humanity to come under the curse and penalty of sin. Somebody say, but God. Somebody say, but God. Since he chose us in him, before the creation of the world planned to restore fallen man back to himself and give man the opportunity to experience a new birth <laughs> through the death and resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ. Mm. Oh, thank you, Jesus. As the result of the new birth or being born again, God has given us a living hope that sustains us through all of the difficulties of life. No matter what we go through in this life, because we have been born again, we now have hope in our God. Lord, have mercy. In other words, weeping may endure for a night, 
And we know that trouble, yeah, 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 don't last always. We know that our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly, completely lean on Jesus' name. And because God has given us this new living hope, we can say even during difficult times, on Christ, I said on Christ, the solid rock, we can stand. Even though all the other ground around us may be sinking sand. Peter tells us that we can rejoice. Praise God through the difficult times. Because we have been given the new birth into a living hope by God. I'm about to end the sermon. But Peter has given us two reasons to praise God. He told us that we can praise God because God chose us and elected us. And we can praise God because he has given to us the new birth into a living hope. But now Peter shares with us a third reason to praise God during difficult times. In verse 4, Peter writes, and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, which is kept in heaven for you. Peter tells us that we can praise God during difficult times because God, our Heavenly Father, has given us an inheritance. Somebody tell somebody, I have an inheritance given to me by God himself. Mm. Let me share with you some information on the subject of inheritances. An inheritance is when property or a title is passed down from one person to another. <laughs> In most cases, an inheritance comes to an heir freely and not as a result of the heir's own efforts. What is the inheritance given to us believers by God? John, can you help us out? John tells us in chapter 3, verse 16 of his written paraphrase. John writes, 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Oh, what you're saying, Pastor? I'm saying that as believers, we inherit everlasting life. And listen to me how Peter describes our inheritance. He says our inheritance can never perish, can never spoil, can never fade away. God's salvation given to us who he chose before the foundation of the world can never perish, can never spoil, and never fade away. Peter tells us why this is impossible. He tells us that it is God the Father himself who keeps our salvation secure in heaven. Lord have mercy. And I don't know about you but brother Fred I'm so glad that it's not left totally up to me to maintain the gift of salvation that was given to me by God. I'm glad that the inheritance, my salvation is eternal, which suggests to me that the only one who can give eternal life they themselves must be eternal themselves. So glad that God, the eternal God, chose me, elected me to be saved before the foundation of the world. And I praise God for electing me and choosing me as an heir to what he has and because God has made me an heir to all of his stuff I can say I have a blessed assurance that Jesus is mine oh what a foretaste of glory divine I'm an heir I'm an heir, I'm an heir, are you an heir of salvation? Have you been purchased by God? Have you been born of his spirit? Have you been washed in his blood? Thank God. Thank God that he elected us, chose us, <laughs> gave us the new birth into a living hope. Lord, have mercy. And so therefore, 
when I'm going through my difficulties and struggles, I can still praise God because I know <laughs> that he who has called me is able to keep me during my tough times. Anybody here know the Lord can keep you? He can keep you even through difficult times. We know that you have been blessed through the hearing of God's Word on this day. We invite you to join us at New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, located at 4813 Hilltop Needmore Road, Fuquay, Verena, North Carolina. For more information, you can contact our ministry at 919-552-3531 or visit our website at www.newprovidencebaptist.com. Thank you for joining us and be blessed.